0: The service of Matins for the eighth Sunday after Trinity, August 2nd, 2020. The opening hymn is LSB 586, Preach You the Word.
1: To the word and plant it home to men who like or like it not the word that shall endure and stand when flowers and men shall be forgot we know how Task your servant bade us undertake to preach your word, and never ask what prideful profit it may make. The sower sows his reckless love caters abroad the goodly seed, intent alone that all may have the wholesome loves that all men need. Though some be snatched and some be scorched, and some be choked and matted flat. The sower sows, his heart cries out, O oh, what of that, Oh, what of that? Of all his scattered plenteousness, one-fourth waves ripe on hill and flat and bears a harvest hundredfold. Now, ah, what of that? Lord, what of that? Preach you the word and plant it The sower seed to sow will watch and tend his planted word.
0: The Service of Matins, page 219. O oh Lord, open my lips,
1: and my mouth will declare your praise. The Lord has gathered us in the true faith. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand, the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep The Lord has gathered us in the true faith. O oh, come, let us worship
0: him. The psalm is the intro appointed for this day, verses from Psalm 48.
1: We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. As your name, O God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Within her citadels, God has made himself known as a fortress. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. This is God, our God, forever and ever. He will guide us forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, And to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. As your name, O God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness.
0: Office Hymn LSB 614, As Surely As I Live, God Said.
1: Said, I would not see the sinner dead. I want him turned from error's ways, repentant, living endless days. And so our Lord gave this command Go forth and preach in every land bestow one all my pardoning grace, who will repent and mend their ways. All those whose sins you thus remit, I truly pardon and acquit, and those whose sins you will retain. Condemned and guilty shall remain. What you will bind, that bound shall be. What you will loose, that shall be free. To my dear church the keys are given to open, close the gates of heaven. The words which absolution give are his who died that I might live. The minister whom Christ has sent is but his humble instrument. When ministers lay on their hands absolved by Christ the sinner stands, he who by grace the word believes, the purchase of his blood receives. All praise to you, O Christ shall be, For absolution full and free, In which you show your richest grace, From false indulgence guard our race. Praise God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. As was, is, now, and so shall be, world without end, eternal
0: A reading from Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Thus says the Lord of hosts Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster shall come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to hear and see his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned them from their evil way. And from the evil of their deeds. Am I a God at hand? declares the Lord, and not a God afar off. Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? declares the Lord. I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy lies? and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams, that they tell one another even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? O Lord, have mercy on us. Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets, you who come in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The Common Responsory on page 221. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in
1: the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, And to the Holy Spirit, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory
0: dwells. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah chapter 23. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, I want you to hear this correctly. This is not hate speech. This is love speech. I know this is not the same kind of love that you will find spoken in the world today. There are many agendas being pushed by many false prophets and all aimed at your destruction. In a world that preaches heavily the idea of openness, fairness, free speech, and equality, what we find is that is not the case. The only openness is to their own agenda. The only fairness is how they design. The only speech allowed is that which pushes their own definitions of progress. And the only equality is that which agrees with their position. It is easy to sit here and point the finger out there, but then we hear the words of Jesus in Luke 13. Do you think that they were worse offenders? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. God cares for all people, including you. He genuinely cares about what you read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest. What many forget about This text in Jeremiah is just to whom Jeremiah is speaking. He was sent to the faithful. He was to proclaim God's word in its truth and purity to warn them. We still need to hear these warnings today. Why? Because the devil's not stupid. He knows just how to wrap up death in neat packages and hide behind words like choice and matter. Whose choice? Whose lives matter? Who gets to decide who's in or out? One of the hardest things with which to wade through comes right from the devil's name. Lucifer in Hebrew roughly means shining one. He goes by other names, of course, Satan, which means adversary, and devil, which means enemy, accuser, slanderer. And he's good at what he does. He has had more practice than you. He was able to deceive your first parents who were created perfect, innocent, and holy. And how did he do it? The same way he does to you. Casting shadows and doubt upon the word of God and filling your eyes with something your sinful nature desires. He doesn't come at us the way that he is portrayed in the movies. It's not fire and brimstone with smoking pillars and red suits, it's much more subtle. He is crafty, and this is why Christians are to be sober minded. Those who corrupt and pervert God's word almost always do not look or sound like evil incarnate, quite the opposite. They are almost always very charismatic and inviting and popular. They are good at scratching, itching ears. They speak what people want to hear and are good at pandering to the crowds. These false prophets and false prophetesses are beloved by many and can generate quite a following that will follow them to the ends of the earth. Sadly, what is missing is the truth. Today we hear phrases like, that's my truth or that's your truth. If everyone has a different truth, how are you to know what is true and what is not? That is why the true prophets speak only the truth, which is found only in God's Word, as He never changes. Christian brothers and sisters, you and I continually need to hear the truth, and here's the thing. Truth hurts. Because it often stings, we often prefer the sweet balm of a lie over the cutting, biting bitterness of the truth. The truth means things have to change. The lie, however, means not a problem. Keep on doing what you're doing. Why is God so angry here in Jeremiah? The false prophets that God is angry with aren't a bunch of pagan, demonic, all-worshipping outsiders trying to lure Israel away from Yahweh. They aren't even preaching against the one true God. The false prophets believe that they are working for Yahweh. They believe that they are the only true carriers of His truth and proclaimers of His word. Now, I realize the irony here as I'm standing here believing the same thing. I, like you, know Jesus' words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. For this reason, I urge you to stay in the scriptures. Test the words I speak. Follow the advice of John. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Don't just listen to empty promises of false comfort and floating platitudes. Beware of those who give false comfort and dishonest assurance in God's name. Be in the word so that you can discern the truth from a lie. Think about what is happening in our world today. The problem in Jeremiah was wrongly speaking God's comfort and approval to a situation that called for the condemnation of sin and the preaching of repentance. Scripture tells us very plainly that Israel was unfaithful, stiff-necked, that stubborn, They were dead set in their proud and sinful ways. If you were to ask them how they felt about the situation, I would bet dollars to donuts they would disagree with your assessment. In today's context, it would be blasted over the news, marched up and down the square, and you would be canceled for being a hater, a bigot, and a bully. Instead, the people would spin to you just how good of the people they really are. They have it right, and everyone else is wrong. They're simply good people who love God and are doing His work. To this people Jeremiah is sent. He calls them to relook at their words and deeds according to the words of God, the actual words of God, and not their own made-up versions or interpretations of what they want God to say. He calls them to repent, but that message hardly ever goes well. Why? Well, because, after all, if I don't have a problem with what I'm doing, why should God? He loves me. I love him. He's okay with what I'm doing, and if not, well, he's gracious and will forgive me anyway, so who cares? The sinful nature is very comfortable in its own skin and becomes rather offended when it's told to repent. Besides, it says, it's not that bad. The real evil is happening out there with those people. And this is where the false prophets flourish. Because it's really easy to say, yes, look at how bad those people are. Don't be like them. You're fine. In fact, you are great. Rather than preaching the truth of God's word, both the law and the gospel, The false prophets, on their own, not sent by God, wrongly preach God's approval. This still happens today, doesn't it? Look at just how far we have progressed. If you listen to popular Christianity today, apparently God is now okay with same-gender marriage, killing babies, euthanizing the elderly, disrespecting all authority, gossip, and slander. How easy it is for the sinful nature to convince itself. Well, God can be angry at a particular sin when others do it, but... He's okay with me because he understands me. It's different with me. It's different with my loved ones. After all, he knows my heart. He knows I love Jesus. Brothers and sisters, pick your poison. Which commandments tempt you the most? We can look out there at them, but first and foremost is here, in here, at me. Cursing your neighbor? Blowing off church? Despising God's word and sacraments because of whatever? Even during this pandemic time, for those that are not comfortable coming... Or if it is unsafe to come, there is still opportunity through the printed word and podcast to continue sitting at the feet of Jesus' word. Dishonoring parents, pastors, or governmental leaders to continue. Physical violence. Hatred of your neighbor. Shacking up outside of marriage, which includes both premarital and extramarital activities. Pornography. Stealing. Borrowing without asking or returning. Lies. Manipulative speech. Hateful speech. Hurtful words, coveting, denying Christ's real presence and his means of grace, choosing a church, not because the word is rightly taught and sacraments rightly administered in accordance with God's word, but simply because of the cool worldly things that fill their space. Sure, they don't give Christ true body and blood as he commanded, but at least the kids are having fun, and isn't that all that matters? At least they're in church somewhere, right? Any of that sound familiar, old false prophet? Again, the problem here is preaching of false comfort. Such a poisonous message is quite evident in the false gospel of works righteousness. The false gospel that gives people the false comfort that they can right their wrongs and they can achieve atonement which is at one mint with God if they work hard enough or live clean enough. They can win God over with enough money, enough good intentions and good deeds and personal sacrifices. This was true in Jeremiah's time. This was true in Jesus' time, and it's true today in our time, even among us good old Lutherans. Don't believe me? This is what passes for your average funeral sermon today, regardless of what denomination you claim as your own. The message time and time again is a message of works. We celebrate the life of the deceased speaking peace in the remembrance of how good they were. I've heard with my own ears a pastor give the false comfort from the pulpit that heaven is now a better place because the deceased was now there. That's how good of a person he was. He actually made heaven better. No mention of Christ or his sacrifice, no mention of salvation through faith alone and God's grace alone, which God shows to us poor, miserable, undeserving sinners only because of the all-redeeming work and person of Christ alone. Nope, it was all about the guy in the casket and how good of a guy he was. The grieving people were sent away with the peace and assurance that heaven is now brighter and better because the guy in the coffin was now gracing it with his presence. That, my friends, is false comfort. Such works righteous false comfort robs Christ of his cross, his glory, and his all-redeeming sacrifice. Such false comfort essentially calls Jesus a liar. He declares victoriously, it is finished. And the works righteous corpse dares to say, yeah, not so fast. I still need to do my part, and then it will be finished. You did your part, Jesus, and now I need to do mine. What does wheat have to do with weeds? It's easier to now read Jeremiah, and I understand why God is so angry at such false comfort. Which is it? Salvation through faith alone? In God's grace alone? Because of Christ alone? Or is it salvation through good works and good intentions with a side helping of Jesus' body and blood, God's grace sprinkled in for good measure? Does it even matter? Is it simply six on one hand and half dozen on the other? We all love Jesus, right? Brothers and sisters in Christ, doctrine matters. God's word matters. His truth matters. It is only—it is the only source for practice, for life as a Christian. Without its truth and purity, your practice is blindly running into walls. Here's the bitter truth, and you may not like it. You are a poor, miserable sinner who deserves nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. So am I. Sin put Jesus on that cross. The sin of the world, the sin of the people you don't like, my sin, and yes, even your sin. That's how great and damnable your sins are. God had to die for them. God knows your heart, and for your eternal sake, he sent his Son. Jesus died for you, because there is nothing you could possibly do to make atonement for even one of them, let alone an eternity's worth of them. This is the good news. The truth, the prophet himself, hated no one. He spoke only the truth in love. He opened his gracious hands to all, and for the whole world had his open open hands nailed to the cross. For you, the truly innocent one, knew unfairness. When he was reviled and falsely charged, he did not revile in return or open his mouth in slander or hatred. Instead, he unfairly cried out to the one true God, Father, forgive them. In true equality, all the sins of all mankind were upon Jesus, and he died for them all. The worldly distinctions that we make based on skin color or vocation or hair color or bank account or vehicle type are not just silly, they're wicked. All lives matter, young and old, all race and clans, as are all under the same condemnation of sin and have all been purchased by the blood of Christ crucified on the cross. This does not take away the struggle and the plight of various races, and I recognize there is a struggle for for many, for all people on all sides of these various issues today. What is needed is repentance back to this great equalizer, the cross. The devil wraps up death in life Jesus wraps up life in death. Through his death, all forgiveness is paid. When the adversary tempts you to be an enemy of God, when something looks full of light, recall the truth of God's word. Ask questions first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus did it all. There's nothing left for you to do for your salvation. You are free to live as a child of God. You are free to love and serve your neighbors. You are free to forgive them when they sin against you. If God is for you, who can be against you? When you sin, repent. If you have been deceived away from God, repent. Here it stands for you. He stands for you. Come and see here on this cross. Receive in the hearing of his word and see in baptism and in the Lord's Supper the sweetest comfort and peace you will ever know. Your sins have been paid for in full with the shed blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ himself. In this life we proclaim as we sing, The words which absolution give are his who died that we might live. The minister whom Christ has sent is but his humble instrument. When ministers lay on their hands, absolved by Christ, the sinner stands. He who by grace the word believes, the purchase of his blood receives. Amen. May the peace of God, which truly passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue with the Deum, LSB, page 223.
1: We praise you, O God, we acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, cry aloud The heavens and all the powers therein To you, cherubim and seraphim Continually do cry Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth Heaven and earth are full of the majesty Of your glory The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The holy church throughout all the world does acknowledge you the Father of an infinite majesty, your adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver men, You humbled yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you and we worship your name forever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let your mercy be upon us, as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted, let me never be confounded.
0: And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O
1: Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you.
0: Grant to us, Lord, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without you, may be enabled by you to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs, for all baptized believers that they would think on the steadfast love of God and praise him for the salvation they have through Jesus Christ, which they receive in his holy word and sacraments, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For faithfulness to God's holy word, among the pastors called to preach and teach it, that false doctrine would be recognized and rebuked, and pure doctrine would be taught and received for the edification of all who hear, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for an increase in faithful church workers, that the good news of Christ's perfect life, sacrificial death, victorious resurrection, and glorious ascension would be proclaimed in all parts of the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Spirit, who turned the hearts of all false prophets and false believers, that they would be led to repentance and faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all life, from the womb to the grave, that it would be cherished and protected, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For humility among the faithful, that they would interact with the world as sinners who have been redeemed by Christ the crucified, not out of pride or arrogance, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have been placed in authority over us, that they would steer clear of self-promotion and focus on the common welfare of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for those who serve in the armed forces and police personnel, that God would stretch out his almighty arm to strengthen and protect them, that he would support them in these troubled times and keep them in peace and safety, serving with integrity and honor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those whom God has granted another year of earthly life, especially his servants Ken, PJ, Kevin, and Sophia, that God would send his holy angels to guard and keep his children, that they may thank and praise Him for the gift of life and for the protection and care He has provided, that God would grant them to grow in grace, continue to know His loving kindness, abide in the confession of His care and protection, serve Him faithfully all the days of their life, and finally come to the fullness of His joys in heaven. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the joy and blessings that God has granted Marvin and Ruth, Ken and Jan, and Tim and Pam during the years of their marriage— that God would assist them always by his grace, that with true fidelity and steadfast love they may ever honor and keep their marriage vows, grow in love towards him and for each other, and come at last to the eternal joys that he has promised, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those affected during this time of pandemic in body, mind, or spirit, for the sick and the suffering, for the shut-in, and for all who desire our prayers, especially Carmen, Susan, Zoe, Marvin, Diana, and those we name in our hearts, that God would grant them relief and comfort according to his will, and that all medical personnel and emergency services would be sustained and strengthened in their labors, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the faithful who have gone before us and now rest in Jesus, we give thanks to the Lord, that we would, by God's grace, remain steadfast in the faith until we are brought to join them in the feast that never ends, Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have
1: safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty
0: power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son,
1: our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: Closing hymn is LSB 745, In God, My Faithful God.
1: will not forsake me. My troubles He can alter, His hand lets nothing falter. My sins fill me with care, yet I will not despair. build on Christ who loves me. From this rock nothing moves me. To him I will surrender. To him my soul's defender. If death my portion be It brings great gain to me. It speeds my life's endeavor to live with Christ forever. He gives me joy in sorrow, come death now or tomorrow. Christ my Lord, so meek in word and deed. You suffered death to save us, because your love would have us. Be heirs of heavenly gladness. When ends this life of sadness, so be it then, I say, with all my heart each day. Dear Lord, we all adore you, we sing for joy before. while here we wander until we pray